This is New England Public Media. We're in the final days of the Baker administration with an historic inauguration on Thursday. I'm Carrie Healy, and this is Beacon Hill in 5, our look at the news and politics and government in Massachusetts. As we do most Mondays, we've got Matt Murphy from the Statehouse News Service on the line. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Carrie. Charlie Baker may be headed out of the Statehouse, but he still has some work to do. There are bills on the governor's desk awaiting a decision. Matt, anything stick out to you from that pile? There are legislation waiting for his signature. I think about 17 bills still on the governor's desk. Uh, most of these are local bills uh, dealing with local charter issues and uh, bridge namings, things of that nature. The one uh, big piece that stands out is the road safety bill that the House and Senate uh, finally got completed uh, last week. This deals uh, with changing some of the rules of the road to uh, safeguard pedestrians, cyclists, and other non-cars and trucks that uh, use our streets. And uh, this was a bill that had gotten close to the finish line, but Governor Baker actually returned to the legislature with amendments. He was concerned that some aspects of this bill uh, would be difficult to enforce. So uh, lawmakers believe they've reached a compromise and sent it back to him, but he's yet to uh, take a final action here. And the one uh, the one caveat is that uh, a peculiarity of constitutional law comes into play now, and it's the pocket veto. Uh, the governor doesn't necessarily have to uh, sign or reject uh, this bill. Typically, uh, legislation becomes law after 10 days uh, with or without the governor's signature. But in this situation, with the governor leaving office, the transfer of power to a new governor, if the governor does not act on this bill uh, before he leaves office, it will simply uh, die. But uh, there's no reason yet to think that, that is going to happen. This is something that the governor supports uh, a lot of these provisions. Uh, if, if he thinks they got it right, he could very well sign this before he leaves office uh, on Thursday. Speaking of lawmakers, they also have quite a to-do list before the legislative board gets wiped clean with a new session on Wednesday. What are they aiming to pass? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, any number of things they could try to get done in these final days. Uh, we have heard that they may not be thinking any major push, nothing huge, but there's bills dealing with catalytic converters that has been getting a late session jolt of momentum. I know they're working to finalize that, and there could be some other pieces that pop up that have gotten close, and maybe they think they can finalize in these closing days of the session. Now, when Governor-elect Maura Healey takes the oath on Thursday, she will become the first elected Massachusetts governor who is a woman. Uh, what do we expect from the ceremonies on Thursday? Yeah, well, first, I mean, all of the pomp and circumstance really starts on Wednesday night. The governor-elect, the lieutenant governor-elect, uh, will be visiting the state house, sitting down uh, with Governor Baker. We anticipate, as is tradition, for the uh, traditional exchanging of gifts. These are tokens, uh, such as a gavel that was carved from the white oak of the USS Constitution and the ceremonial keys to the governor's office, uh, etc. And all of this will happen in, in a short uh, a private meeting before the governor takes what is called the lone walk uh, out of the state house. This is a red carpet that winds uh, from the third floor executive suite uh, down through the front gates, which are not often opened up at the state house, but they do open for this occasion, and he will exit the state house uh, for the final time uh, as governor. Now, he does not uh, 
formally relinquish his powers until noon on Thursday, and that is when Governor Healy will be taking the oath of office at the State House. We are expecting her to give her uh, inaugural address where she could lay out many of the priorities she hopes to accomplish early uh, in her governorship. Uh, and uh, following that on Thursday evening at the TD Garden, they are planning a big celebration full of uh, performances from local artists, speeches, uh, and it's all being done with a, a theme of, of moving Massachusetts forward and a touch of basketball, given both her uh, her experience and Lieutenant Governor's uh, experience playing basketball. And, of course, it's being held uh, on the parquet. In our final 20 seconds or so, do we have any indication of the first moves uh, coming from the Healy administration? I mean, she's already appointed a bunch of cabinet secretaries, but there's plenty more hiring to be done. She has. She has quite a bit of hiring. I mean, uh, we've talked about how slow uh, the hiring process has been for her. She has made a number of appointments in recent days. But there's several big vacancies. The Health and Human Services Secretary is still without uh, a cabinet secretary. This is the largest executive office uh, in state government uh, overseeing billions and billions of dollars in spending. Uh, she needs to, to appoint cabinet secretaries for labor, uh, housing and economic development and other positions. And we know that her budget team is also going to be getting to work very quickly. Uh, her budget is due not due till March 1st, but that's going to come up fast and this will be her big first early priority. Matt Murphy is a reporter with the Statehouse News Service in Boston. Matt, thanks as always. Thank you. This is Beacon Hill in 5. You can subscribe to this podcast and others from New England Public Media at our website. That's nepm.org slash podcast hub. This is New England Public Media. Thank <laughs> you.